Bucky Larson's star has fallen, so it's time for Jack and Josh to meet Jack and Jill. This is Truly Happily Madison. Hit the feed! Oh, hello. Oh, hi. Oh. 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 How's it going? What? What's back in this old cupboard? Oh. <laughs> back in the old the old content mind. Back in the old THM recording booths. Oh, it's been a, we've taken a week off. Oh yeah, we have taken we have taken a week off. We've Doesn't taken. feel like it, but we have. I mean, for some <laughs> I, I, I I feel like I'm well rested. Um, oh yeah, true. I'm I'm back in the because uh, I've actually taken a week off work to coincide mm. with taking a week off the podcast. Yes, yes, yes. So That's very know. good. That's a great <laughs> idea. I noticed that when you say yes, 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 very good to me, it's usually when you're looking something up on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed this when editing our Zookeeper episode and you were looking up who was the inventor of tartar sauce or something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's it's just good filler words, isn't it? Just yes, 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 good. <laughs> Are you all right, my old friend? Oh, yeah, my old no, friend I'm Josh good. Pappenheim. Do you oh. ever notice I try and say your show, your full name every week, and you never say mine? <laughs> <laughs> Jack, call me by my name, and I won't call you by yours. That's how it goes, right? You said my first name. You could just jesus fucking christ jack gregson 32 episodes in and we're still we're still as shit as ever jack Um, frack gregson frack frack frank friedrich my middle name name is uh jill oh Oh, it's very good it's very good but hey hey your hosts, Jack Gregson and Josh Pappenheim, discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 to current day. But of course, we're not alone. We're not alone. We're not alone. I think we're alone now. We're not. Before I introduce our guests, <laughs> have I ever told you about the time I turned up at work one day and, and pop star, former pop star Tiffany did an impromptu concert without telling anyone? What? What an MTV! Our guest is uh, is podcaster, host of uh, Everyone's a Critic, Yanis Cove. Thank you so much for joining Hello. us. Thank you for having me. That's all right. Oh, I wanted hi. to introduce you, and now I'll get into my Tiffany story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, it's a selfish introduction. I like how you you. Brought up the story, introduced me in the middle of it, and now you're going to finish the story like a, uh, like a sandwich. I'm a, I'm a Chris Nolan-style story. <laughs> yeah, I like to put tension. my pieces in everywhere. 
Yes, um, oh, Tiffany wow. was just there in the MTV uh, atrium one morning. They had not sent any emails out about it. We just all turned up, and there was a big sign that just said Tiffany, and uh, and and she she sang two songs off her new album, which nobody knew, oh. <laughs> and then sang "I Think We're Alone Now" and left as soon as she was there. She'd gone. Incredible. And, uh, all I could think was, I can't believe this is the one day I go to work and I don't bring my copy of the Jetsons movie on Blu-ray, <laughs> which where of course Tiffany is the voice of Judy Jetson. Oh, Yanis, wow. welcome to the show. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> this is just it, isn't it? This is the podcast. Well, this is the thing. The thing. The thing is, the more we watch these films and the less narratively constructed that they are. Because we are now very much into the world of Adam Sandler wants a holiday. He's going to make a movie mm. where he can go on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> and and bring like some less fortunate kids with him. Yeah. Um, Yanis, yeah. how are you? <laughs> I, I'm good. I, I, I only watched this for the first time today. And I only picked it because I thought it would be hilarious to talk about. And <laughs> and so far, and so far, no, no I think this is going to be quite the episode. <laughs> yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah, well, thank course... you so much for putting yourself through this <laughs> for content. Of course, you 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 watch possibly bad movies for your own yeah. podcast, but at the same time, the the ones that I watch, people enjoy themselves mm. so like when <laughs> i don't know what your thoughts are on this movie but i can't imagine they were good <laughs> yeah you'll be interested it'll be interesting to discuss because in the past on this show i have because this is the second time i've seen this movie um, uh, and in the past <laughs> on this show i have defended this movie as well <laughs> being one of the worst ones really? now uh. <laughs> Because I would say it's maybe not only the worst of his movies, <laughs> but I would say it may, it's maybe the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> um, in case people are wondering or haven't looked at what they're listening to, uh, the film we're talking about today is uh, Jack and Jill. No, no applause. Yay, Jack <laughs> and Jill, released on the 11th of the 11th. Well, don't start stealing my my interesting <laughs> details. What, then it was released gonna, on gonna, Armistice Day? I'm gonna, you know what's weird? This yeah. is released on the 11th of the 11th of the 11th. Uh, last one we did, Bucky Larson, was released on the 9th of September. So the ninth mm. of the ninth. So what like I don't know. I just think that's a little creepy, isn't it? It, is. it would be cre- weirder if it was released on the ninth of the ninth, two thousand nine. But I don't get. I don't. I don't get to make the rules. <laughs> no, it's like but also it seems day. like gimmicks for no reason at all because I would have no idea that it had been. And, <laughs> and it has Point. nothing to do. Do you I think get... it's like because one identical? One? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, it could be. <laughs> no. Genuinely. You're like, hey, what's the most identical date of the That's year? That's fucking galaxy brain of them if they do it. But I don't think and they what did. they've been waiting like 10 years to make it? Because they had like, like 11, 11, 11. Like when they were waiting to do um the, the Omen remake. Wait, what? 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 What month is Thanksgiving in? That's it's November, 11, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. But this would have been pre-Thanksgiving. Yeah, but the week pre. So this is a Thanksgiving movie. This would have been two weeks pre-Thanksgiving, I would imagine. It's set at Thanksgiving as well, though. Yeah, I think part it, of it is. Yeah, part of it. <laughs> it's a feel-good holiday movie. It's, it starts at Thanksgiving and ends at Christmas. Yeah. And no, it ends at New Year's. Perfect timing. Well, it's like when they bring out uh, Valentine's films, like, two weeks before. Or yeah. scary films. I think that's what they're going for. It just so happens that it's, like, did you notice there's two L's in Jill? That looks like one one. Um, Josh, you know? do you have do you have a, <laughs> do you have an IMDb plot synopsis for this motion picture? I do, and for the first time, it's written by Columbia Pictures. <laughs> so it's straight from the horse's mouth. Jack Sadelstein is a successful advertising executive in Los Angeles with a beautiful wife and kids who dreads one event each year, the Thanksgiving visit of his fraternal twin sister, Jill. Jill's neediness and passive aggressiveness is maddening to Jack, turning his normally tranquil life upside down. Uh, weirdly, someone has written another one pretty much word for word but put their name on it, <laughs> which is pretty. Do you think pretty it's cool. someone who works at Columbia who wrote it? I hope <laughs> theirs was first as well. <laughs> Columbia took it. Yeah, <laughs> like, well done. All right, do we want some stats on this oh, motion picture? I fucking love some stats. Mm. So uh, this is directed by uh, Dennis Dugan. The Dugs. Yeah, this is like how many films in a row have we had to talk about this guy? He, um, he's not very good. He's not a good director. Um, this film stars Adam Sandler times two, uh, Katie Holmes in a non-existent role, Al Pacino, uh, Eugenio Derbez. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Eugenio Derbez and uh, Nick Swardson. Uh, this was released on the 11th of the 11th, 2011. <laughs> what does it mean? Um, you know Never what's forget. good about that? If it's a worldwide release date, that's going to save on like poster printing or, or like uh, graphic designing because you know in the UK you've got to change uh, around the date and the and the month. So they're probably like they're probably like, oh yeah, we don't have to change that. That's good. Yeah, no, true. I don't think this was a day and date release, so maybe maybe not. Um, <laughs> was made on a budget of 79 million dollars no it wasn't it's a lot of camera How? trickery no gosh. it wasn't there's a lot of camera trickery to make them look like they're it together <laughs> i did read something interesting that would make sense in terms of that though adam sandler made 20 million for this mm-hmm. so that there's there's a quarter of the money I don't well, think he makes a film for less role. than 20 million, like a studio film for less than 20 million these days. Yeah. Oh, good God. <laughs> you know what? He gets paid 20 million. We did this with uh, the uh, podcast, like it's 1999, guys. But like, if he gets paid 20 million, how much do we think Katie Holmes is making in this film? I feel like, like at most, a million. Yeah, I was going to say was five. Gonna... <laughs> really? Or five mil. Yeah, well, I, I she feel like do anything though. Well, that's it. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't think she does anything in it. Like, and sad, like, because I like Katie Holmes because I grew up watching Dawson's Creek. At this could... point in her career, like, the thing she's probably most known for is being married to Tom Cruise. Mm. Batman. 
at this point in her career, the thing she's most <laughs> known for is being married to Tom Cruise and not being in the second Batman movie. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. The one that people really remember. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, at the domestic oh. box office, this made seventy-four point one million. Fuck off! Um, uh, and then made an extra seventy-five point five million uh, internationally. Hell. So you've got a. Uh, it made a whole 150 mil worldwide. Well, just shy of 150 mm. mil. Uh, which actually makes it one of uh, the lower grosses for Sandler. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it's, not, it's not as good. It's, it's not still hitting pretty the heavy, high. Yeah, that's... It's still like... It's still way higher than it should have been. Yeah, well, it's uh, it opened at number two at the US box office. Behind, um, behind Immortals. Do we remember Ooh. Immortals? Is that the Just fake about. 300 film? <laughs> yeah. yeah, directed by Tarsum. <gasps> Tarsum. Who? <laughs> Tarsum. You know, Tarsum. <laughs> also when... directed Mirror Mirror. Oh, yeah. What's his big film? Is it The, the fall? Cell? The Cell, The Fall. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I do know he's like, he, At one point, he was like, I'm the mo- he's like the most visual director in the world but didn't have anything interesting to say with all those visuals yeah yeah um this opened ahead of puss in boots in its third week okay (laughs) 2011 is such a shit year for films (laughs) every time we've done this it's been so like number four is tower heist in its second week (laughs) and then number five also opening new this week is j edgar He's oh, what a terrible film. week. <laughs> There's nothing on that over... list that I have any interest in seeing. <laughs> yeah, like, what are we going to do over Thanksgiving, family? I don't know, let's just kill ourselves. <laughs> I think it's probably preferable. It's very rare that we do one of these box offices, and the only film I saw in cinema... There's only one film I saw in cinemas, because I see every fucking thing. Is it Jack and, and Jill? No, I saw Puss in Boots. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's not the one I would have guessed. <laughs> No. Sadly, as much as I love Eddie Murphy and Ben Stiller, the the just the grip of Tower Heist did not grab me. No. I thought it was gonna be Jay Edgar. Mm. You know, tell a lie, I did go to a press screening of Jay Edgar. Oh yeah, yeah. It all so the only one that got my money is Puss in Boots. <laughs> Until Jack and Jill. <laughs> No, I won a Jack and Dill DVD in a competition and uh, and got the, the 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 digital copy, which is how I I sold the DVD and kept the digital copy, and that's how I watched it today. What, what was this competition that yeah. was giving away? I don't Jack know if it was a competition. It was more like um like a Sony rewards points thing. Like if you bought like a Sony oh, DVD, yeah. you could collect, and then like they before they even like launch the prizes they were like we're gonna close this and you can pick you can pick like from this collection of like sony movies and i was like you know what i'm gonna this is gonna be my only chance to watch jack and jill you know what 10 years in the future i'm gonna be hosting the most successful alan ad the most successful adam sandler podcast one of possibly um and it will pay dividends is that and what you thought? Yes, I did. I was very. I, was, I always think ahead. Um, yeah, as before we deep delve deep into the world of Jack and Jill, give us a little bit of history with you, Adam Sandler, and the world of Happy Madison. Okay, so. <laughs> 
I assume you and Adam Sandler go way back. We go way, way back. We actually do. <laughs> Not personally, <laughs> but um, I grew up watching, like, all, I, so I'm 32, so, like, he was my sort of, like, childhood, basically, like, uh, so, like, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy, all, I loved those, all of those movies. <laughs> um, and then it started to get into, like, the Mr. D pre-Happy Madison. Yeah, all the pre, all the, yeah, pre-Happy Madison stuff. So what, <laughs> wait, Happy Madison's 99, you said? Yeah, so first Happy Madison film is Juice Bigelow. The first one starring oh. um, uh, uh, Adam Sandler is Little Nicky. Okay. I remember renting Little Nicky uh, when it came out and loving it. <laughs> and now I, I look back on it. <laughs> people seem to remember liking Little Nicky more than they actually do. Yeah. <laughs> now I look back on it and, and it's not a good movie. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, around the age of like twelve, thirteen, I also like kind of discovered his like stand-up albums mm. and his um, like his SNL stuff as well. Because like we obviously didn't really get it here, but it's like I remember the age of like um, Kazar and mm. uh, downloading that stuff from there and finding like just Hanukkah searching. song. Sorry, the Hanukkah song. Yeah. And uh, Opera Man. Yeah. You're a big fan of Whitey. Whitey, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, good. Oh, oh wait, why? Oh, Whitey's the old man, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you know, know Whitey. Yeah. Whitey also produces this podcast. No, oh, I hate no. it. No, I edit every episode. No, no, from no. Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I remember one year actually, like when that came out. I remember me and my friends trying to go see that movie and it not showing anywhere so we like we could not see it <laughs> but we all really wanted to see it <laughs> that, I they don't know what screwed us on the distribution deal i tell you uh yeah like that was <laughs> I, don't I don't know whether i should be talking to whitey or not um don't talk to Whitey. <laughs> he hates it but yeah so like i loved all of that stuff as a child then, as I grew up, <laughs> I started to, like, really grow a dislike for all of his movies, like, the more mm. recent ones, at least. And so I guess, like, all of the Happy Madison stuff, really. Um, but what was the other stuff? Um, he, do, like, he does a lot of stuff. When he does his serious roles, I do tend to like yeah. them, for the most part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that... I haven't liked any of th- anything of his in a long time. It is weird. We don't get many different answers, do we? <laughs> <laughs> it's always like, I mean, we're, I mean, it just betrays. We're gonna that, get you know, some different all, people on. Not no, to say that like we're a, sad that you're on. <laughs> no, but we're all of a certain. This is the thing. We're all of a certain age. We're all of a certain group. Yeah. Of people who kind of grew up watching Adam Sandler, being like, "This is incredible," then ignored it for as long as possible yeah. until it's been thrust back by us by us <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't even aware that it started in 99 i just thought everything from kind of after happy gilmore i guess was been mm. was um happy madison well i i um i i remember josh and i went to uh, 
the Stanley Kubrick exhibit. We did at the uh, at the London oh, Design Museum. Yeah, I almost and went to that. <laughs> I never did. Sorry. It was really good. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember after it, I was really upset. The like, oh, you know, cinema was really great. <laughs> Filmmakers <laughs> were really good. Oh, I remember um, that conversation. You and... got really angry and sad. I did. <laughs> you were just like, everything's pre-vis now. There's no vision. <laughs> it's so good. And then my, my, I think my final statement on it was that cinema died in 1999. Yeah, it was, yeah. And perhaps, yeah. perhaps this was the sort of the death knell of it all. I, I will argue horsemen. that 1999 was a great year for cinema. Though. Oh, 1999 is a great year for cinema, 100%. But what sense? Yeah. What have we wrought? <laughs> well, that's the thing. We now know the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It's Adam Sandler, Kevin James, David Rob, Spade, Rob and Rob Schneider. Schneider. Yeah, I, I wonder if... agree with that. <laughs> and then Jackie Sandler is the devil. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> We've also got Dennis Dugan in there somewhere. <laughs> like some... He must be involved. Dennis Dugan's like the Herman Goering. Yes. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> okay. Well, what oh, we're going like... into the Third Reich now. <laughs> what about all of his, like, the guys that always show up in all of his movies? They're just like, his nothing... minions. Yeah. Like, like, Nick Swartzen's, like, Beelzebub. Like, so. I don't even like, mean him. I'm going, like, further than that. To, like, Alan Kovar, yeah, Jonathan yeah. Lofren. But you know what? There's one who Josh will always defend. I will always defend. Yeah, my beautiful archangel, arch, archangel, archangel, archangel Gabriel. Peter Dante. Peter Dante. No, <laughs> thank you, Joe. No, I love Peter. He, Dante he may be so the worst of all of much. them. <laughs> no, he's so he's got such a good voice and he's so sexy. <laughs> Like that is all I want. Jonathan Lofren's the worst of all of them because all he he no. does his shtick in this movie and it is well no no Alan Cover is the worst of all of them. Yeah, but um, uh, Jonathan Lofren's shtick is just seemingly he can uh, he can make his eyes not match up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he seems to do thing. <laughs> But he's also the only one I've ever seen in another movie that's not an Adam Sandler movie. Oh god, what? he is in something else, isn't he's he? He's in Kill Bill. Yeah, he's in Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah. Is he like Michael Madsen's stunt double? He is the guy that pays to have sex with her while she's like unconscious. Oh shit, he is! Yeah. Fuck. Gets his tongue bitten off. But wait, oh wait, so... Yes, does that mean you have not seen Costa Rican Summer? Oh yeah. What is, oh, yeah, what is Costa Rican Summer? Peter Dante, <laughs> Pamela Anderson, Jeez Free Christ. Boys, Kyle, Tasty and Doobie go to Costa Rica <laughs> to, <laughs> to help Kyle's aunt Carla at her motel. However, a former pro surfer, oh. Brad, is trying to destroy Carla's motel. So another former pro surfer champion, Dinger, challenges <laughs> Brad to a surfing competition to try and save the motel. During the competition, Dinger prays and lightning hits Brad, resulting in a win for Dinger and saving the motel. I love that every sentence in this plot description ends in the word motel. (laughs) You know, motel, motel. Is that a Happy Madison production? It's not, sadly. Uh, Um, But Peter Dante plays Dinger. I've never even heard of it. I mean, oh where God. were you? May 24th, 2010. 
<laughs> I was waiting for this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was in line. <laughs> I was like, I need to see Peter Dante as Dinger and Susan Ward as Aunt Carla. <laughs> mm. Good God. I can't wait well. to watch that. Maybe we should start a Patreon and we can. Yeah, bonus episodes. Like <laughs> yeah, bonus episodes like Camp Hot Summer or whatever the fuck it is. Hot Camp Costa Summer. Costa Rican Summer. Costa Rican Summer. <laughs> Camp Hot Summers, an alternate title. <laughs> yeah. <Jeffrey> <laughs> <England>. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, uh. yeah. So I guess I guess we should start with talking about Jack and Jill. Am I the only person who's seen it before? I'd never seen it before. I I refused to watch it <laughs> out of until until I had to. <laughs> um, for me, it's one of those ones. I I've definitely started watching it before. I think. Because me and my brother, I mean, we still do it, but we we used to buy each other a lot of shit films, and and most of them, <laughs> most of them revolve around Adam Sandler because, you know, we're both trash. But like, I think I got him Jack and Jill for one Christmas. I think we sat down to watch it, got ten minutes in, and went fuck this, absolutely not. I think it was when we got up to the scene where Jill turns up at the plane station, the um, airport, airport. <laughs> It should be plane station. Um, yes, Jill turns up at the plane station, and then we just turned off and went, "Fuck this, absolutely not." But are you when... going bald? So your hair. Can I tell you something? Your, your face has got fatter, so your hair doesn't know that you where it goes or something. I, I, I just before what I just want to say. You guys didn't watch the deleted scenes. There's an extended version of that scene no. that goes into uh, how old, how long she's kept Poopsie, the bird. Oh yeah, I've had Poopsie for a while now. They've had Poopsie since they were kids. Well, <sighs> um, but so wait, wait, I think... Yana says something to say. Oh yeah, sorry. I was gonna say last night I started watching this and turned it off at that point. I thought I can't do this. <laughs> I cannot do this until I have to. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, it's such a like watershed mode. It's like a crossing the Rubicon. Of, like <laughs> You get to that point and you're just like, absolutely. I have to spend, like, this isn't even a long film. It's, it's 91 90 minutes. <laughs> glorious minutes. But you I have get to ask, minutes so long. <laughs> did anyone else get a headache watching it? Yes! No, I luckily I didn't get a headache. <laughs> I was I got, wondering if this was like a headache-inducing movie. I got but, an intense headache and also intensely bored. Yeah, it's very it boring. Horrible. I had to break it what? up into chunks because I just I was really struggling. Mm, you had to quibby it. Yeah. So the reason <laughs> I I <laughs> the reason I think in the past I've defended this movie and not like You're defended it as as like. <laughs> As like it is a five star classic, but just more like it's bad, but there are worse. <laughs> yeah, is because I think I do in well not enjoy, but you like enjoy the Al, it. The Al Pacino stuff is interesting. Is it? It's well, it's just weird. It it's weird. insane. <laughs> it's really, and in a way, I'm sort of like. That stuff I'm kind of like there for, and like Dunkachino is is good. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> Dunkachino makes me laugh when I watch it. It does it make is, me laugh, and yeah. that's the only bit I'd seen originally. <laughs> so I have a theory about this film. <laughs> okay. 
I have a theory about this film. This film is a film about Adam Sandler's journey to getting oh, so Al Pacino. It's a shit fairy. Huh? It's a shit fairy. No, no. This film is a film about Adam Sandler's journey to get Al Pacino to star in a, in Jack and Jill. I I don't think it is. I have I a I have is. a different theory. This yeah. this film is um a way of he the only reason he's advertise an advertiser and direct it, director in this is because he wanted to include as many advertisements as possible. Mm. <laughs> I nice. guess. I, I this film has some of the most blatant like every time a <laughs> bottle is on screen the label is pointed directly at the camera. <laughs> like the amount of Sony sitting... advertising in this movie is wild. There's a scene oh, where dear. they're sitting in the cinema and every cup holder has a coca-cola with the brand label just pointed like straight forward (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, yeah. my theory is that al pacino um saw jack nicholson in anger management and was like great idea no 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 no, i think you're right right. (sighs) we haven't we haven't fully gone into my theory yet (laughs) (laughs) I want to do one of these Sandler movies. No, so you see, right. So the linchpin of this film. Gotta play myself. (laughs) Gotta make out with Adam Sandler. It's very good. It's very good. Well, they never kiss. They don't. It's all I want to see. But right, so the linchpin scene of this film is the Dunkachino scene. Because final scene. Yeah. Because when we're watching that scene. We are cast forward into the future where Adam Sandler is showing Al Pacino the first cut of the film. And he's like, never show this to where no one can ever see this. Because, right, this film, they wrote it. They wrote a film in which Adam Sandler is is an advertising executive who's working on the Dunkin' Donuts pitch. Wait, so we should say this film is written by Adam Sandler and Steve Coran, who was an SNL writer. Um, this is his. Mm. This is uh, his second uh, Happy Madison movie because uh, he previously worked on Click. Um, just, okay. just wanted to make sure we know who it is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> gotta give good. it some. Gotta give it some context. Some man. context. But right, they wrote a film where he's an advert executive working with Dunkin' Donuts. They make the Dunkachino, right? Can't get enough of my chocolate blend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that advert that they're pitching only works with Al Pacino. Only works yeah. with Al Pacino. So they've written it being like, we want Al Pacino. I think, no, I think you write that so, after you get Al Pacino. No, no, no. Yeah. So Adam Sandler writes a movie where Dunkin' Donuts make the Dunkachino, which would only work with Al Pacino. So the whole deck of cards falls down <laughs> no, if they don't, don't get know. Al Pacino. You just you you write based around who you've got. No, 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 no. This yeah, is no, this that's, 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 no. That's they've how, written, like, do you think do you think like every SNL sketch that's like celebrity dependent is written far in advance? Yes, I do. I believe that. I believe that <laughs> this think, came like, from any, a place that, of passion. That Daniel Craig James Bond sketch was like written before they got. Daniel yeah, Craig. and then they went, oh, well, I guess oh, Daniel well, Craig's here, we'll do good, this. Good coincidence. If we'd have done it last week, it would have been Miley Cyrus. <laughs> it is just an SNL sketch at the end. It's yeah. like if Al Pacino hosted yeah. SNL, he comes on and he'll do like, uh, they're like, oh, we've written this thing called Dunkachino for you. And he's like, oh, <laughs> Do you fine. see what I mean? But I see then... what you mean. Again, I don't buy it. 
I mean, I hear your major question, Jack, which is, if that's true, if Adam Sandler is playing himself, then what does Jill represent? His past. No. <laughs> His future. Jill represents Adam Sandler's potential. Mm. So Jill is a manifestation of so Adam you say his potential roles. is terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's not good it's outwardly alluring to al pacino it's outwardly alluring to al pacino al pacino oh you're saying likes it's his it. potential within yes um, this, Do you that, see? again okay so in the same way that releasing uh jack and jill on 11 11 11 is a galaxy brain idea yes <laughs> You've you've done the same thing. Yes, it's pure galaxy. <laughs> you're, you're back. Um, I'm just saying. I think this film is a lot deeper. It's about obsession, and it's about fading potential. This and is about your thing. This is mistakes. your thing now, is it? Yeah. <laughs> each week, as each week, you just come up with deep analysis that doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Well, that's like, how the other critics every do Every fucking it. film school student. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like There's me writing my essay on uh, postmodern cinema and just speaking extensively about the Brady Bunch movie. Yes, exactly. I think that's what the people want. <laughs> they want I mean, deep I'm, analysis. I but yeah, that's the, what I, think I haven't seen the listeners go up, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh... But yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I mean, the uh, the alternative is that this is a Whitey and Eleanor um, origin story. I did think at one point if this was written to be a Whitey and Eleanor movie, but the thing is, Whitey loves Eleanor. Yeah, but this is their this is their hard beginning, you know, before they become Whitey and Eleanor. They were Jack and Jill. They were Jack and Jill. And they became Is that like the poster? Eleanor. Like, before they were Whitey and Eleanor. Exactly. Whitey begins. Casey Holmes is in it. Yeah? Yeah. Mike Batman begins. That's oh. Do you see? Yeah, no. I thought you were just announcing Casey Holmes is in it. Casey Holmes is in it. Um, we, I think we haven't really actually explained like why Al Pacino is in this movie. <laughs> it can yeah. can it be explained? <laughs> well, I mean, just thought he just play, Al, Al Pacino plays himself in this movie as a man who, as 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 himself, falls in love for with uh, Adam Sandler in in drag. Um, yeah, that's that's it, right? <laughs> yeah. That is basically it, yes. They want him to do... Well, Jack he, wants him to do an ad. Yes, he wants him to do this Dunkachino ad. And if you've been on the internet in like the past year... You've it's seen, everywhere, yeah. You've seen Dunkachino. Um, uh, this is the thing with this movie. And I mentioned this earlier. We're so firmly in lack of plot. <laughs> yeah. Like, really is insulting this movie there is no plot to jack and jill like i i know i got kind of upset on the just go with it episode because of like yeah i like a lot and then again on the bucky last <laughs> it's a common theme now and um and yeah it's just oh i've just noticed something wild does anyone know who the cinematographer is on this <gasps> no no who is it? So, 
the cinematographer that the cinematographer yeah is dean cundy dean now does cundy. dean cundy mean anything to you no not at all dean cundy was well he's he's an oscar-winning cinematographer well <laughs> um, uh, for what actually no he's nominated apologies but even still the thing he is sort of known for is he worked a lot with robert zemeckis and was not oscar nominated wow. for who framed roger rabbit because he was able to find ways to shoot this film without those cartoon characters being there and making them seem like they are the other oh, wow. thing i the other thing he's very well known for is he also shot the back to the future movies with uh with zemeckis back to the future part two is where they developed the sort of camera techniques to have Michael J. Fox play all those roles at once. Oh, wow. And it developed, like, the camera would be on, like, a... They would program in how the camera would move. Oh, like a motion Uh, control thing. Yeah. Ah. And that was how they were able to do those sort of big scenes where, like, Michael J. Fox is just having dinner with himself. Uh, Dean Candy's career has sort of gone (laughs) to the wayside. He works a bit with Nancy Myers, but other than that, like... Does, does he not work with Eddie Murphy? That seems like the ideal person for him. You think he would, but no. <laughs> no. He started out working on John Carpenter movies. He shot, like, uh, Halloween. Um, so, so he's, he's like... Things... He's a good cinematographer. He is. <laughs> <But> what, like, <laughs> what is he doing? Before... So, before Jack and Jill, the film he did before that was The Spy Next Door with Jackie Chan. Oh, no. Um... He he did the holiday for Nancy Myers and did Garf the Garfield movie. Um, Eight Mondays, lasagna. Um, he's not really someone who works so much anymore. But I I think they must have got he, this is his only Happy Madison movie, and I think they got him in because they were like, there's a lot of scenes with these <laughs> two characters oh, who are played by one person. We need to get the expert. Uh, sorry, and sorry for that little detour, deliver. but I just noticed that Dean Cundy shot this movie, and I was like, "Hey, that's I, a real person." I noticed something interesting about it as well, which is that. Um, so you said Steve Corrin and Adam Sandler wrote it, but have you seen who did the rewrites? I've not seen who Ooh, did the rewrites. Who did rewrites? Alan Covert. No. Yes. And Robert Smigel. Oh. Uh, Smigel. But no fucking escape. Robert Smigel did the first rewrite, and then Alan Cobra and Robert Smigel did the second rewrite. I feel like before that second rewrite, there was no um, homeless character. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Cobra was just like, I think we need to just put in this oh, character God. here. Uh, Which the has character... no purpose in it, has to do with anything. Though, of course, it is the same character Alan Covert played in uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, that was it. Right. I was trying to remember what other film he played. Home- yes, 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 yes. Good stuff. <laughs> so, you know, the Sandlerverse is strong. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this, I, back to the Pacino stuff, because <laughs> to me, that that is the most interesting part of it this is. film. The, yeah. the C-plot of it all. There is something... He has jokes that I think work. He uh, the joke yeah. about his Oscar breaking and Jill saying, "Oh, I'm sure you have many more." And he goes, "You'd think so, but no." Like, that's fun. 
Dunkachino yeah. works. I, I won't hear a bad word said about Dunkachino. I'll, I'll tell you why it doesn't work. Why oh, is it yeah, <laughs> Because his name is Al Pacino. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I, his name is not Dunk, he, and they're called. He's called Dunk now. In this, it would so work if, if his name dunk. was if his name was Alpa. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> his name is not his name is not Alpa Chino. Dunker, yeah, fuck, yeah, fuck. That's true. <laughs> but I do love the way he just jumps in, and it's like. God, it's like, oh, wow, Al Pacino, and he goes, "It's not Al anymore. It's, it's Dunk, Dunk, Dunkachino. Don't Dunk mind it. if I do." <laughs> that got a big laugh from me. It's it's hilarious because it's like, what is going on? <laughs> it is like if that whole scene, and he does it very well. And I also enjoy the scene where he shows up dressed as the man from La Mancha. Yeah. Like, I will, yeah. I will say, he sells thing. everything that he's in. Every part of this, he sells it. Yeah. And it's probably like, the best I've seen him in years. Uh, yeah. And like, that's, that's outside of that, and the, like, like, I like, like um, I know, Josh, you didn't have a good 2019 with him being in both The Irishman and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I Too liked long. him in those movies. I liked him in those. <laughs> and like, but before that, his last good role is Jack and Jill. Oh, God, that's <laughs> so gap. sad. I mean, like, because he was in that weird period of, like, he was in that awful film with him and De Niro, um, Righteous oh, yeah. Kill. That was so oh, bad. Yeah. What's that? Uh, that's where they play cops called Turk and Rooster. Oh, that sounds really good. <laughs> I'm just looking at his like, stuff between oh, Jack and Jill and... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and other than Phil Spector, I haven't heard of a single movie. You haven't seen Danny Collins? No, what is Danny Collins? <laughs> Danny Collins, oh, he plays a, a singer who has a son who's Bobby Cannavale, who he's estranged from. Okay. And uh, Annette Benning is a woman he starts up an affair with, and Jennifer Garner's in it. Wow. And Christopher Plummer's in it. And no. I saw it once. It's from the guy who wrote Crazy Stupid Love. Okay. Again. Uh, oh, no. Yes, yes, it is the guy who wrote Crazy Stupid Love. And I I, I think he... Wa- yeah, he he does uh, This Is Us. And um, yeah, yeah. The, one of the worst movies I've ever seen, Life Itself. I heard um, so many bad things about that. that Life Itself it. is... Like, if, 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 you know, Jack and Jill at least has the Al Pacino of it all. Life Itself... <laughs> Life itself is so fucking boring. Uh, this is why I can never like come out and say like this is the worst film I've ever seen because I have seen Life itself. But you haven't seen Hangman, Al Pacino's twenty seventeen film, which is just a next level abysmal. It's incredible. But does he give it his all? No, like so, genuinely. So, so like Jack and Jill is a film where he does give it his all. I guess that's true. He, do, yeah, because Hangman is sort of he like shuffles into rooms and is just like really mute. It looks like he's wandered in off the street and doesn't really know what he's doing. It's incredible. I Whereas, saw yeah, his Phil Spector movie. It was shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, I, he, yeah. I haven't seen any of those. <laughs> I saw that one with him and Channing Tatum and uh, Tracy Morgan. What? What's, uh, what's that called? That sounds like a Thirty Rock movie. Manglehorn? <laughs> no. No, that's like a 
that's like a Barry Levinson movie, Manglehorn. I think oh. like um, uh, Greta Gerwig's and that. I think it's supposed to be okay. What is this? What is this movie I'm thinking of? Stand Up Guys. No, that's him, Christopher Walken, and Alan Arkin, which I was. Oh, I remember hearing about. Yeah, it. I was I like, are they all going to play comedians? And they don't. <laughs> oh God! It's called The Son of No One. <laughs> Oh, that sounds on good. The list I was looking at. Oh, Channing Tatum, awful. Tracy Morgan, <laughs> Tracy Morgan is second build uh, in this <laughs> cop drama. <laughs> um, Katie Holmes, Katie Holmes. Again. <laughs> same same year as Jack and Jill. Like, him, Maybe she convinced him to do it. <laughs> Ray Liotta, Juliette Binoche, and Al Pacino. Uh, oh, it's the Dito year before. It's Dunk. <laughs> It's the year before um, Channing Tatum sort of blows up in uh, Magic, Magic Mike, Mike and uh, and Twenty One Jump Street. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, he, it's this Dito Montiel guy who he worked with a lot in that, around that time because that, oh. that's three movies he was in around that time because he was in um, what's the other Dito. fighting fighting and um, a guide to recognizing your saints. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh well, Dito Montiel. <laughs> Don't care for you. It's your fault. <laughs> you are not a good director. <laughs> you know, Den- you know Dennis Dugan. <laughs> the big pals. Yeah, I think like so. That, yeah, this is. But rewatching this movie after I'd sort of like had it in my mind as like, oh, Pacino's funny in it, and in in a sense like that saves the movie. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> It is still a very bad movie, which is occasionally perked up due to the appearance of Al Pacino. But even that goes too far, because I will say, the scenes in which Jack is disguised as Jill in Al Pacino's castle... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? Didn't you like that? No. I do not enjoy that You didn't like him beating him up? (laughs) No, I really didn't. I re- yeah, I did really like that dynamic. Of, I, yeah. It's, it's fun, not they punch un- each other. Is it? It's not until... Especially when he thinks he... she's a woman. He's a woman. Yeah. Isn't that it's funny? Not... <laughs> it's, it's not until um, uh, he returns as the man from the <laughs> that I think, oh, this is all right. And I got a half laugh at me when he starts attacking the ceiling fan. When he starts attacking the ceiling fan, it's good. It's good. Yannis, did you have any laughs in this movie? Um, maybe only the Dunkachino thing, and I'd seen it already. Um, oh. I can't think of anything I laughed at. Um, I have a list of things I've laughed at. You had a list. I'm trying. Let me look through my. I, let me look. Through I have. Mentioned. I have, I think, five jokes. Wow, oh, I've got four point five. <laughs> point five. Oh, I, yeah, I, point yeah five. I don't break. I don't break mine into point fives like you do, Josh. Like these are just sort of like, I, not none of these are like <laughs> rip roaringly funny, but um, there are moments where I, I did chuckle. I can tell you what I laughed at, <laughs> because but shouldn't have laughed at, and it's every oh, yeah, t- every cameo <laughs> that shouldn't be in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't like the Sham Wow guy? So the Sham Wow guy. Oh, there's God. Jared Fogel. 
Who yeah, I was going to say, what yeah. convicted paedophile Convicted paedophile Jared Fogle. But I have two notes next to each other, which is Jared is in this, ooh, and then the Sham Wow guy is in this, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh, who else? John McEnroe as himself yelling. Oh, but McEnroe is a regular I know. in a Happy Madison verse. I love McEnroe. And this is also the first appearance of Shaq in a Happy Madison movie. Is this the yeah. first one? Last. I was wondering if this was the first one or not. Oh, seemed to become a One of the worst jokes in the movie. Makes is, no not sense. in like just terms of offense or what, anything. What is it's it? just shit. Yeah. It's not a joke. It's just Shaq wearing a wig. Yeah. I can't even and looking at ham. Doing. He, yes, yeah, yes, he's that's it. advertising ham and wearing a wig <laughs> and and that is the joke. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> what? It's very good. Just Dude, did they just like, did Shaq just wander on set and they were like, oh, we've got to put him in something? Like, what is happening? I genuinely think because Sandler's such a basketball guy, he's like, oh, anything course. Shaq says goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. <laughs> Big time. I in, in pro of uh, uh, Shaq's acting abilities, has anyone watched uh, Uncle Drew? No. I've heard that's no. good, though. I mean, good is an interesting. <laughs> I heard good word things. To use. It's not the worst movie. I wish it was weirder. Was always my review on Uncle Drew, but Shaq's pretty good in that. It does look very weird. So it, yeah, it's say. not weird enough. <laughs> the plot is too normal for the weird stuff that is going on. Oh, I see. I don't even. I haven't even heard of it. You never heard of Uncle Drew? I went to see it at the cinema. Oh no! Was a film. I didn't even know it came out at the cinema here. <laughs> I did like the tagline of you're never too old to play with your balls. Oh, <laughs> Were you the only one watching it? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, Johnny Depp's in this movie. Johnny oh, Depp man. is in this movie. Yeah, oh. like I think that was it. Like when I was like when Jared showed up, I was like, oh, I guess Johnny Depp's not the worst person. In there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. True. Fuck. That's crazy. Uh, there's so many that just don't make any sense. Did you know that the Sham Wow guy went on and made his own comedy movie? What? I did not. <laughs> um, Why are we doing that? <laughs> well, he he's been making it for years. Well, he was making it for years, and I think it's come out like <laughs> twice under two different titles. And it's like a sort of movie forty three type thing. Oh no! Oh, okay. Like it's like a lot of short comedies. Um, the first one. It came out as called the Underground Comedy Movie in mm. 1999. <laughs> the year um, cinema died. <laughs> the year cinema died when the Sham Wow guy decided he wanted to get into uh, comedy. And I, I'm looking at the poster now, and it, it highlights the stars who are in the movie. You've got um, Michael Clark oh. Duncan. Well, uh, yeah, but someone... man, are you looking at what the different stories are? No. Okay, so Michael <laughs> Clark Duncan. Do you want to know what his character? I, I'm going to say, like, I don't think Michael Clark Duncan has a big role in this movie. Oh, but he's part. So it's like, yeah, like you say, it's movie forty three style. Yeah. What do you think the name of the segment that Michael Clark Duncan I stars can, in is called? I feel like it's probably something oh, I can't no, I say. Just saw, on, I just saw on the on name. On, on, on <laughs> like, I can only imagine it's very racist. Um, n- n- no, no, you would be wrong. So, uh. 
Uh, so are you also familiar with a comedian and actor stand-up named whose stage name is Ant? Because <laughs> I wasn't. But they both star in a, seg- in a segment called Gay Virgin with Ant starring as Gay Man and Michael Clark Duncan starring as the titular Gay Virgin. Oh. There's also a section called Supermodels Taking a Dump. That's on the poster for the movie. <laughs> oh, why wouldn't you put that on the poster? The poster for the movie is two attractive women sitting on toilets looking constipated. Yes. Um, who else you got? Miss America Bag Lady Pageant with Slash as the host. Yeah, Slash is on the poster as well. Someone called Jenna Lee Nolan is Gina Lee Nolan that... is on the poster. I don't know who that is. About Joey Butterfoco, who was sort of a noted person at the time. Yeah. I like the writers, uh, the, the Shamwell guy, and then Dante, and then in brackets, writer of Sushi Mama. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so the that film sp- spun off to make a in-app appropriate comedy. Mm. <laughs> Which, um, again, I only really know these movies by posters. I remember this poster. <laughs> this I've poster. Seen that poster. The, the, the stars credited on this poster are Rob Schneider. First our billing. Friend Rob, our friend Rob Schneider. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez. Oh. Adrian Brody. Oh. And Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> How Adrian does Rob Schneider Brody. get first billing above any of those people? <laughs> An equal opportunity I... offender. Oh yeah. no! Oh. Something tells oh, Flirty me. Harry's back. <laughs> Flirty Harry from the last film is back, but he's now played by Adrian Brody instead of Sham Wow Guy. <laughs> oh my god! That is a fall from grace for Adrian Brody. <laughs> no, I'm just reading through the other. So there's a there's a there's a segment called the Amazing Racist. Oh, that's Ari Shafir. A spook of the amazing race. That's Ari Shafir, isn't it? That's that's his character. Oh, and he wrote God. this movie. Like, yeah, he's an awful person. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. I sorry, I had to take us down there. <laughs> this fucking this bastard. Now we're gonna have to watch all of these. <laughs> Do a truly happily shamwell. These are your bonus episodes. Here's so many. It is. Uh, then again, like this is when people tell me, like, "Oh, movie forty-three is the worst movie ever made." I'm like, I don't know. I feel like if you go out and watch inappropriate <laughs> comedy, you might, you might have worse. like uh, have a newfound love for movie forty-three. <laughs> At least that's just like, oh, Hugh Jackman has balls on his chin, and it's not like inappropriate movie or whatever the fuck it's called. Where and one of the other segments is called Blackass. <sighs> there's a, there's a segment in movie 43 that I actually do think is funny which is the one by Elizabeth Banks where um uh, it's Chloe Grace Moretz is at her male friend's house and she gets her period for the first time and Patrick Warburton is his dad is the dad and he doesn't know what to do and they just overly freak out about it so that but that's curb your enthusiasm I think it does it before Curb Your Enthusiasm did it. No, that's a that's a later Curb. Is it? I don't. I don't um, remember that episode. 
That's the that's the Girl Scout. Yeah, the Girl Scout. If they did it that before, that might be a later one because really I don't remember sad. that. Anyway, like it's a different style of humor. Like, like they properly freak out, don't know what to do. Um, they, in fact, they don't even. I think they don't register it as a period. I think they just register it as she's bleeding, and it's it's, it's one of the stupid. better ones, but it's still right, yeah, not right, good. Right. Yeah, <laughs> what I remember. It's yeah, no, it's it's not. I'm not gonna like. It's in the same way that <laughs> Jack and Jill. I'm. I remember the positives of Albertino and block out the <laughs> negatives of having to just stare at the sham wow guy. <laughs> Like, oh god. It's such a weird sort of like I get that Jack works in advertising, but this sort of weird cast of awful people like Vince Offer, like Jared Fogel. Um Well I guess it's just because they are advert people, isn't it? It's just I, that, guess, isn't it? I know, I get that, but like I don't wanna see them. No, I know, but it just built it's like how when we had to watch um not Bucky Larson. What's the other one? Former Dickie Roberts. Oh, yeah. and we didn't realize who any of the child stars. Yeah, were. but like, oh, really? you know, they are there you know just what? because they're child stars. A lot of them are they're, awful. They're integral. <laughs> yeah. They're integral to that sort of like world. Yeah. No, I get. Yeah, but this is building out. The I world, work isn't it? in Who's advertising. It? I don't hang out. Yeah, but you're not a high. <laughs> you're not a high. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, you're not there yet. One day, but you're not a high-powered. I could high direct Don Cacino. You could, but you haven't yet, Jack. One day when you do you direct see, Don Cacino, you, you can. You see my promo for I know, ten years saying, younger when in you ten go days. Out on set, then you and you know you you win the Can Lion for making Don Cacino two latte boogaloo. Then you can hang out with Howard from the Halifax Sorry, ads. <laughs> then you can. I feel hang like you could hang with out with him now if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> if you know where to find him, you he know is, he is one of my favourite characters in the Office Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, we'll get you. We'll get you that can line. All you need to do is write a really mawkish poem and <laughs> read it while you walk towards the camera, and then end on Banks. Do you know what the other weird cameo in this is? Ooh, go on, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Yes, extremely strange. <laughs> With no lines. No <laughs> lines. Pre-transition. Yeah. Just to cut to her. <laughs> Do you know what the also very weird cameo in this movie is? Go on. Because it's someone who hasn't been in a film since the film yeah. that we covered last. <laughs> um, Dana Carvey. Popping up as a puppeteer right at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, with no, no funny lines. <laughs> Hasn't been in a movie since The Master of Disguise back in yeah, 2002. I do not understand right. what's going on there. But I also remember one thing I do remember was 2011. He was trying to like start a comeback of sorts, and I remember him releasing a comedy special, hosting SNL. So maybe this was like him working his way back in. Oh, what? He was like, Adam, please put me in your movie. And he goes, No. He's like, I will literally do anything. Okay, you can be a puppeteer. He says, Fucking nothing. There's also like wild makeup on him as well. Yeah, he's not that yeah, recognizable. It's very, very strange. Oh, oh it was, yeah, that's. I'm just looking at like his career post Jack and Jill. And he's in Hotel Transylvania 2 as a voice. Mm. Um, he's a voice in The Secret Life of Pets. Mm. He pops up in Sandy Wexler as himself. Mm. 
He's in a documentary called Becoming Bond. I uh, guess it must be uh, archive footage of him because he's playing Johnny Carson in the documentary. What? Okay. And then he's in the documentary about his TV show, which is very good. Yeah, his um, TV show is good. Um, and then he's in The Secret Life of Pets too. So I don't think that comeback really... Yeah, it didn't, it didn't go well. <laughs> he was no. in an episode of Rick and Morty. Oh, cool. <laughs> Oh, God, the poor guy. I mean, he brought it on himself. We had to watch The Master of Disguise. Fuck him. He Wait, is that, a, is that a Happy Madison production? Yes, it is. It is. Happy oh, production. no. Yeah, that um, was like movie I... four or something. Wow. <laughs> it was It was my least favourite until we got to I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. <laughs> really? I yeah. think Joe Dirt is still my least favourite. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's well, like all my of these, your name favorite. is so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, we've had to watch all of them. <laughs> Every single one. Can at, you least, believe at least I start this... to enjoy some of the films I watch on my podcast. <laughs> Can you believe that Jack and Jill is not like in the bottom three of these <laughs> movies? Not... Do you know what? <laughs> I'm going to find out exactly where it is because I have a feeling it's not even that low. No, I, I think my, like, it's, it's not super low for me either. Do you know what? It's... It's number 16 out of 30. What? This is the... only half bad. Oh, you ranked them Jesus. all already? Uh, we rank well, them as we go. Yeah, I'm ranking them as I go. I, we rank on different scales. So I rank on the number of laughs. Okay. And you film. had four and a half. I had four and a half, yes. <laughs> four and a half laughs, yes. I um, rank on overall quality of the movie. Mm. Um, it is okay it's number 21 for me all right okay. so well five lower than me yeah <laughs> worse than grown-ups but better than bedtime stories mine is hovering around the hot chick and 50 first dates it's in between those oh wow two. i the hot don't chick, mind the hot chick is my two. number three is it i don't yeah. actually mind those two and the 50 first dates is my number two yeah i mean 50 first dates was garbage but I would, I would definitely put it higher than this on a quality scale. Yes. <laughs> Same hot chick would be way higher. Yeah, um, the hot chick is is still surprised. Surprise is my most surprising watch so far. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it since it came out. But I like it's it. yeah, it was just like it just was very silly. Yeah. The, all the early Rob Schneider's surprised me more than I was expecting yeah, them to. And then, and then nothing. Speaking of, I oh, really the, like the side eye in this. The the, the little disc to Rob Schneider. Yeah, oh man. yeah, fucking respond, bitch. What so, was that about? But what? Yeah. But then Sandler's line is like, "I like him." I know, but like, <laughs> imagine, imagine putting that in the film. <laughs> So like, the idea is that like the only celebrity who would want to kiss Jill would be Rob Schneider. Yeah, and Incredible. that's the and then Jill goes, "I like him," which uh, David Spade and Drake says. Yes, uh, that's what a great uh, role yeah. for him. David Spade's role in this is is great. To be honest, it is great. One thing I found really interesting about this film. Um is right at the beginning, or actually all the way through. So Rob Schneider... No, not Rob Schneider, fucking hell. <laughs> Adam Sandler, high-powered ad exec. He has this PA, 
or assistant played by Nick Swadson hmm. who repeatedly makes sort of off-color jokes or makes yeah. like a lot of a lot of Jewish jokes not necessarily anti-semitic jokes but Jewish like jokes about Judaism um to which at the beginning Adam Sandler says oh no I can make jokes like this but you can't mm-hmm. right and in my head, I know we've been talking about it in a few recent weeks where we thought that after um, Funny People, we thought he might have started to be a bit more self-aware and possibly start transitioning into the later Adam Sandler films where there's not anywhere near as much racism or sexism in the same way that there are, like that it's rampant right at the beginning. And I thought, oh, maybe this will be the first film. <laughs> And then we get to jokes. Are we going to talk about Eugenio Debes' character? Yeah, we're going to talk about <laughs> Eugenio Debes' character because fucking hell. So oh, Sorry, sorry, his two characters. His two characters, yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot about the second character. But it's not just that. It's not just It's not just him. Character. There's so much racism in this movie. Primarily also, from Jill. Yeah, but there's also Rohan Chand yeah. playing Gary. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Adam Sandler's son, who is an adopted Indian child. Yeah. Who Jill at one we... point says, you'd think he was a genius because he's Indian. So you'd think he'd uh, know how to do computers because he's Indian. I yeah, think is brilliant. Brilliant. The, uh, brilliant. The joke. But the joke, Josh, is that Jill just says what comes into her head. There's an yeah, Al-Qaeda joke just... at some point as well. Oh yeah, there is an Al-Qaeda joke at some point. There is an Al-Qaeda joke at some point. And yeah, like the whole Eugenio Derbez of it all. Like, so, do you know who he is? Act- He's in something He's that I He is like <laughs> the biggest... He is the, the, the Mexican Adam Sandler. Yeah. He is very, very popular in Mexico. And has sort of made a crossover to the US because... Mm. His films do very well in sort of uh, Latin American areas. Like, like he's sort of like the Mexican Tyler Perry in a sense as well. Because yeah, yeah. his films do very well with that certain audience. Mm. And um, he's the voice of Donkey in the in the Spanish Latin American versions of Shrek. Right. Um, he's got an interesting uh, face. I've definitely well. seen on a poster. He, he is yes, because they remade Overboard with him and mm. uh, and. Um, Anna Faris, uh, oh, but John gender swapped it. Um, he does a lot of cartoon voices, but in the uh, Spanish Latin American versions, I'm seeing. He was in the Dora the Explorer movie, which is actually really fun if anybody hasn't seen it. Um, uh, uh, and he's oh, he comes back for Happy Madison because he's back in Sandy Wexler. But yeah, in, in 2013, yeah. he did the movie um, Instructions Not Included. Which um, was like released in the US and did quite well. Um, I think that's the one I'm thinking of. And it made like a hundred million dollars worldwide wow. on a wow. five mil- five million dollar budget. So yeah, he's he's somebody. And then a few years later, he did like a film, uh, How to Be a Latin Lover, directed by mm. Ken Marino. I remember that. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. I like Ken Marino a lot. Mm. And uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He seems to work a lot now with Ken Marino. 
but you know so what we're getting at is he's well respected he's very talented yeah um does wonders at the box office well i mean we we say this we have not seen any of his movies apart from jack and jill no that's and true Dora the Explorer. like he's he's a well-beloved mexican star but like we we shouldn't like put our like we shouldn't say that he's like a respectful all right. star. All right, well let's <laughs> let's just do yeah. By comparison, you say he plays Donkey in the Shrek dub, right? Yes. Compare and contrast Eddie Murphy. Are you putting Eddie Murphy in a film <laughs> where every line is a every line is a racist stereotype? Mm. No. Every single line. You're not doing that. Even like any. In any film, but it's okay, Josh, because he's kidding. He's kidding. He is kidding. kidding. He is kidding. That's true. It's just a joke. Oh, good God! For people who haven't watched the movie, he makes awful racial stereotype jokes and then punctuates them with "I'm kidding, I'm kidding," which just makes it all the worse. Extremely bad. (laughs) Everything about it is extremely bad. Um, So, long story short, no. Adam Sandler has not learned anything because he wrote these words to put into a minority's mouth. I just couldn't believe how much racism in this movie there wasn't. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you've clearly not watched enough of these movies. <laughs> There's a lot of racism in them. Um, he uh, Also, we should say that uh, Eugenio Derbez plays his character's grandma as well. Mm. Which, Good um, stuff. Who gets knocked over at one point and uh, has to be fed uh, jalapeno peppers to recover. (laughs) This fucking film! But you know what? They love Jill. They do love Jill. Everyone loves Jill. It reminded me of Jill. Has anyone seen the the South Park episode with the the Jack Oversaws? Which no. was supposed to be like Jar Jar Binks. It was back when the first Star Wars prequel came out. It was based on like the Jar Jar Binks character. And um, everybody in town really hated these things that they discovered called the Jack Oversaws. Just these ancient <laughs> beings that they've discovered. Apart from Cartman, who really found them funny. <laughs> and uh, they were like, there's nowhere in the world for the Jack Oversaws to live. And then they find that uh, they actually do very well in France because <laughs> they remind everyone of Jerry Lewis. <laughs> oh my god. It's a good episode. I think it's like an early episode. It's really dumb. This is. But yeah, so... that's exactly what I said when this I was watching this. I was just like, like, oh, like, Jill can only be loved by the Mexican audience. Mm. Well, this, this that's me, the I, deeper message it had for maybe me. It is, that it's maybe it's just like just wildly anti-Mexican. Yeah, no, it really is. It's terrible. But it leads me on to a question that I was posed this weekend on Saturday. It was a friend's birthday. Went out, had a little drink. But I was asked this question. I've been thinking about it ever since, which isn't so much linked to Adam Sandler, but linked to something you just said. <laughs> Would you rather look? Or sound like Jar Jar Binks? Sound. Yeah, I'd go with sound. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. I don't want to look like him. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so offensive when you say it. I don't don't want to look like him. him. (laughs) I'm a weirdo. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to sound like him either, but... Nah, man. See, I went went look. 
Because at least you can be quiet. Yeah. Yeah, but what kind of life is that? You could be, you know, you could both. What you... kind of life is it where you are the only person who looks at <laughs> Jar Jar Binks, and you are probably going to be think taken about and dissected? How many, think about how many fucking film roles you're going to get, like just to be in the background. None. You're going to, Josh. The government are going to take you. They're going to dissect you. They're not going to take you. Gonna... Right. Okay. When you say look, when I say look like Jar Jar Binks, I'm still imagining you are a human. Like it's That's just even that worse. you've got, you've, you've just got big ears and you've got weird Gungan head. You know, you've I'm got not... like eyes that bulge out and like stand up. That's yeah, even exactly. worse. <laughs> exactly. I'm picturing now. Then, if you're still human, I'm picturing like when in Beetlejuice where she pulls her face. Yes, up. yes, yeah. that yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather sound like Jar Jar Binks. No. Did anyone else say look? Uh, no. Most people <laughs> said sound, but they didn't really think sound, but they didn't really think about it because I'm like, Josh, you know, do you do you kind of find Jar Jar Binks sexy? No, but right, okay. So this is what I'm getting. Do you have? Do you get the tongue if you look like him? Yeah, but this is what I'm. Yeah, yeah, you get the tongue, obviously. It's an, it's an ability, isn't it? See, it's an ability. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's though hot. you really should get the tongue if you sound like him because of the voice. Um. Well, no. You keep your see. That's the thing is that you know, both of you sexy boys, both of you Thank sexy you. boys. But imagine you go on a date or you're talking to a loved one, and they're like, "Oh, sexy boy," and then you open your mouth, <laughs> and that hell comes out. It's just it's over. It's worse. In Can general, you it... disguise your voice, or do you have you have no, to? No, no, no. You, keep you it know, you just you you're misering all over the. So shop. you can't even like pretend you don't have that voice. No, absolutely not. There's no so way. like, so talk... basically, you, you'd rather us be Eric Stoltz in Mask. <laughs> yeah, you got a sexy voice. Like, think about all the voiceover work you could get. Or, you know, you just go on dates with the light off. And then you're like, get... your world is like, think of all the film roles you'd get. Think of all the voiceover. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, like, for some reason, if I'm like, have this facial deformity, yet I have this real want to perform. Yeah. <laughs> what, what movies do you think you're going to get cast in? Guy Star Ritchie's. Wars episode one, yeah, Star, Star Wars, Wars episode, episode two, Star no, Wars episode three. And you're slowly like written out of them as you go along. Yeah, exactly. No, you'd definitely get like a Fast and Furious. Like you'd just be one of the no, henchmen in the background. You'd be an imposing weird henchman in, in the background black or something. Too, yeah, men like in black. scene where they have that guy who's got the balls on his chin. Yeah, exactly. This is where I'm coming from. Men in Black 2 comes up a lot on this podcast. It really does. It's a weird movie. It is. It's not a good one. Though. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad. Okay. Both Back of you. to Jack and Jill. <laughs> yeah. Josh, we haven't talked about what made us laugh in this movie. Oh yeah. What made you laugh, buddy? Um. Uh. So what have I got? Uh, I liked it when Jill asked if it was a new chandelier. Katie Holmes said yes, and Jill just responded, "Oh, I love the old one." <laughs> made oh, me laugh. God. Don't even remember um, that then, happening. But, but then, then my <laughs> next note after that is that the dinner scene is kind of intolerable, and oh, then yeah, ends no, very abruptly. Oh. Uh, Jill saying, "What is Skype? It sounds anti-Semitic." <laughs> just, just like, yeah. but, but it's quite good when you say it. <laughs> um, then my next line note after that is just, there is zero flow to this movie. <laughs> um, 
God. Uh, Jill asked. <laughs> my my jokes mostly came from Jill. Um, Jill asking where basketball players would buy their pants. Uh, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> very very funny stuff. Um, uh, Al Pacino bursting into Jill's bedroom, seeing her sweat stained bed, and then noticing that there was a sweat stain of the bird. And Al Pacino's response to this was, "She sleeps with someone." <laughs> I just like the idea that Pacino thought it was a man and not a bird, despite it being bird shaped. Yeah, um, I th- yeah. I think I had that. Uh, the Rob Schneider burn um, made me yeah, laugh. Oh, um, so I love Norm Macdonald, but Norm Macdonald isn't funny in this movie. Not at um, all. <laughs> but I did like the reveal of him hanging from the light fixture at the end of his scene mm. while he's hiding in the toilet because it's just like you would see him anyway. <laughs> but uh, it did make me just sort of like chuckle just to see him hanging from the light fixture. But yeah, he's, this is the worst Norm Macdonald appearance in any of the it's ones so, we've done It's such so a far. nothing role. It's absolutely terrible. I'll say he looks fucking haggard. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't get to do any of the stuff that makes him funny. No, he would yeah. have been funnier if he was into Jill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Al Pacino. Like Al Pacino. They should just yeah, make I... it that every every man is in, or like everyone is into Jill. The same Jill. way that totally um, the other guys does it with Will Ferrell. Uh, that all women are really into Will Ferrell. Yeah. The guys. <laughs> it's a rhythm, which is like the best joke in that movie. I really uh, like the other guys as well. <laughs> I like the other guys, but I just, I just like that everyone is just attracted to him. Yeah. It's very strange. It, because one of my notes in, in this is that Jill is very annoying, and yet Adam Sandler seems to be the only one who can seem to understand that. Mm. Like, no one... At, Jack, not Adam Sandler. Other than like um, yeah. Nick Swordson as well. Yeah. But is it... And, yeah. and Fun Bucket. Yeah. But, um, but does it come back to that thing that I was saying before about, like, Adam Sandler, Nick Swordson can't make Jewish Judaism jokes? And it's kind of yeah, like everyone else is just being nice and he's the only I one who's calling so, it as it like, is. Because, like, Katie Holmes seems genuinely enamoured with Jill. Yeah, true. She says and, like, to her at one point, like, love... I will miss you when you're gone. Like, please yeah. don't go. The kids oh. love Jill. Yeah, the kids they love did... Jill. I love that the, they try to make jokes for the kids. The kids, the, the jokes for the kids, you've got the boy who tapes <sighs> stuff to himself. Kids <laughs> stuff? And, what is the, the explanation girl... for that? And the girl dresses like her <laughs> doll. Like, that is yeah. her big running gag throughout That's the movie. It. I just thought, like... Jack doesn't really have enough... Like, what you want from this, in in this sort of way, is, like, if everyone else loves Jill, it's kind of like, you, you want Jack to be, like, obsessed with work and away a lot, and for Jill to kind of come in and teach him fun. Well, there's, there's no structure to this movie. No, Josh. I know. Like, no, I know there's the... none, but I'm just trying to think of any way that you could make it into a real film, rather than a loosely cobbled cameo factory. <laughs> Well, the thing is, the, there is something funny about having annoying relatives over. Like it's a basic, like it's yeah. basically every Christmas movie. Yeah, you know, like, like, but they don't do. You can do it. it. They don't do anything with it. Like no. there is no that. It's it's like this. The joke is essentially that she won't leave. Her trip keeps getting extended. But there's nothing 
in that. It doesn't build to anything. There's, no. Again, like Just Go With It, there's no real sort of like moment in this film that feels climactic, apart from like the castle scene with Al Pacino. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, true. like that is the only time in which the film sort of like feels like it's trying to build to something. But you're like an hour 20 minutes deep at that point and you're sort of like i don't want any more um because i've just had so much nothing and it sort of just goes from thing to thing like jill goes to a basketball game jill goes on date with al pacino jill goes to birthday party jill hangs out with the mexican crowd jill goes on a boat like the like it really just like i know the boat's set up from the beginning but Man alive. It's terrible. It's all terrible. I hate it all. Having said that, laughed four and a half times. Uh, Did we share any laughs? We did. I'll just read them out. Um, One laugh. Jack, I think you might appreciate this. Uh, In the scene where they meet in the plane station, he goes, you had to bring your bird? And she goes, of course I did. She's my best friend. Which is an ADR line, yes. <laughs> because they got rid of the bird backstory from the deleted scene. Exactly. Um, so uh, I, just, I think I just find it intensely funny when anyone says that someone else is their best friend. <laughs> I think that's what it is now. It's bedtime stories, and it's this. I appreciate it. When you said uh, you've got one laugh and then you said Jack, you might appreciate this. I was trying to think of a scene where Jill says Jack, you might appreciate it. <laughs> oh, I see. No. Uh, one more. One. Yeah, another laugh. Uh, when Jill is kind of trying to be like, oh, twins share a connection by hitting herself. Yeah, that was the big joke from the trailer. And then Gary smacks her. I think I just yeah. like, I, you know, I just like people being hit and especially children hitting adults. I think it's very good. It's just good comedy. You can't improve, you can't write that. I mean, you can, but you can't. There's no I'm not sure they joke. did write it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, shared laugh, 0.5 laugh. Al Pacino reveals the sweat stains. She sleeps with someone. It's a weird enough joke. It's so good. I, no- I noticed I missed off another joke. Is just uh, Al Pacino speaking French did make me laugh. Oh, what his? Yeah, yeah, and just the people who actually speak French looking at him like he's insane. That was very it's, good. Yeah, that's good. Um, this is a comedy masterpiece. It is. Oh, I've just re- I've just rem- remembered. I do have one laugh. Yes, yes, yes. It's Al Pacino when he's on the phone in the play. And uh, the other guy comes out and is like, do you, want me to, do you want me to sub in? He's like, no, nobody's coming to see you. And like, yeah. sends him away. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the annoying thing <laughs> about this movie is that the Al Pacino stuff is weird and kind of funny. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yet it's sandwiched in with this. It's like my introduction of you, Yanis. It's weird and kind of funny sandwiched in between Jack's my story about Jack Tiffany. And Jill. There we go. Oh, is that that your actor's secret for this episode, Jack? Is you are becoming the film Jack and Jill. (laughs) But you have an actor's secret. Wants to play Twister with your sister. Horrible. Um. uh, Um. uh, Yeah. yeah, I also had a laugh in that scene, Yanis. Um. Point five laughs. Point five. Point five laugh when um 
Pacino is on the phone and he starts screaming something like, get Jill, get me Jill, get me Jill. And all the people in the crowd start cheering because they're like, yeah, it's our Pacino screaming. Yeah, this is what we came for. I thought that was good. Um, 0.5 laugh, Al Pacino attacking the ceiling fan. Yeah, that's a good moment. And final laugh, Al Pacino, it's Dunk. Dunk Pacino, don't mind if I do. It's just good. That still makes it's me just, laugh. It's really yeah. good. And all his references to his films within that rap. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Really good. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, this is the most infuriating thing. But, Jack, there's something else that is important to say, I think, about the Dunkachino ad. Does it? It's, it's made by a sex offender. What? What? I don't know. I that's what you're going to tell me. <laughs> oh no! You, you no. put on like a like. There's something you should know before you no, laugh no, no, at this no. thing. I think it is a sad vision. Al Pacino looked at the script and he saw something in a close friend's future. Because oh yeah, this well, that's, advert... the jo- that's the joke in general. Yeah, but I don't think he'd started doing those kinds of adverts by this point. They all had because they're they mostly that, in yeah. Japan, though. Mm. Like you're talking about De Niro doing Warburton ads, right? I'm talking about Warburton's. I'm talking about that new car one called the, the, De Niro. The, the, no, it's called the New oh, Nero. Oh, it's called the New Nero, and they're like, "Ah, oh, it's De Niro." There's um. So I used to live in Japan, and they had um. Oh wow! They had adverts there um, for coffee with Tommy Lee Jones everywhere. So he's like very famous in Japan for coffee. Wow, <laughs> he's the Anthony Stewart head of Japan. And it's just like, why would you pick Tommy Lee Jones for coffee? I mean, like... It's like it makes sense when George Clooney does it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I've been rewatching BoJack Horseman recently, and I just had that amazing episode, which is underwater, where there's you know there's no speech. And it's got Mr. Peanut Butter being like the face of seahorse food for babies. <laughs> it's just yeah. incredible. Well, like this is it, like like well, like Friends did this joke with like the lipstick for men. Mm. Oh uh, yeah, jo- like yeah, it's, it's an old joke. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure De Niro probably did like ads like because again, like the only reason he does Warburton ads is because they're over here. Mm. Nobody's going to see them in the U.S. Yeah, true. Like, like Kevin Bacon the- with the other with the. Uh... E. Yeah. E. Shot in my um, hometown, those ads. Oh. How exciting. <laughs> They're really good. <laughs> really good. Well, I just found that fun. Okay, I didn't realise that context. It's like, yeah, like, there's a really good Japanese Arnold Schwarzenegger ad where yeah. he, like, like, his head explodes. Oh, sort of good. like, like, total recall. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think that's like all you can really say about this movie is it's it's hard it's it's like a half-assed piece of shit with this sort of like Al Pacino thing like it's like it's like when you when you hit it and you bleed a little like the Al Pacino is the blood and, and <laughs> the movie is the shit. What's the cum? <laughs> What's the next thing? Uh, oh, just one nice little thing I noticed is Al Pacino playing. Richard the Third on stage, and he's made a whole film about Richard the Third. Yeah, mm. that was it. And like he, that. yeah, he 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 loves doing Shakespeare on stage because he did um, uh, um, Merchant of Venice on stage, and then did a movie yes. with Chris Marshall. Yes, <laughs> um, I'm sure Chris Marshall is the biggest other name in that movie. 
<laughs> one thing. Is this the biggest age gap we've had between romantic leads? So she's like, what, like 10 years younger than him? Or are you talking about Shit. Al Pacino and Adam Sandler? Oh, fuck. I didn't <laughs> think about that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, she, that's true. That's like she's... a 30-year age gap. Because <laughs> Katie Holmes is 1978 and he is 1966. So, yeah, it's like 12, 12, 12 years. years. Uh, it's big. Yeah, and, uh, you, and the whole film, you do kind of wonder, like, why is she with him? Is that bigger than uh, Beckinsale and Sandler and Click? I think it is. Mm. Beckinsale's older than Katie Holmes, I think. Actually, yeah, she must be. Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, Katie Beckinsale's born in 1973, so yeah. oh, okay. five years older than Katie Holmes. Um, poor Katie Holmes. What is she doing in this movie? <laughs> yeah, I like, I mean, I know, like, at this point, like... She, her career sort of like has become that uh, that maelstrom that was her relationship with Tom Cruise. Mm. But like, yeah, it's I'm just looking at what she has at this, around this time, and of course, she is in the son of no one. <laughs> um, she's yeah. in that Guillermo del Toro produced horror movie, "Don't Be Afraid of the Dark." Mm. She's not having the best career, and. It's yeah, it's like of all the sort of rubbish roles for women we've covered, I think this might be one of the worst because all it is is eye rolling. It's yeah, it's she nothing. barely has a line. It like, is really bad. It's it could it it's genuinely it could be a fucking mop. Yeah, it could it could be. <laughs> they should replace her with just a mop with just like lipstick on it, and then that's it. Done. That does Terrible. bring me to like one interesting thing about this, though. Oh yeah, there's only one, one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's a stretch. Um, so I was reading that I'm, I'm looking at it now. It says this was the first movie in Razzie history to win every category. <laughs> wow! Including worst screen couple Sandler and Katie Holmes, or yes. Pacino and Sandler. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's got double. Jack's furious, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just looking up how much old Patino is. Twenty six years older than Adam Sandler. Jesus so. Christ. Oh, okay, yeah. So right. yeah, that's the biggest. That's biggest the romantic. biggest. <laughs> oh no, I don't think that that might not be true because um, Jack Nicholson and Marissa Tomei. Oh that's yeah, that's true. That's that's a good one too. <laughs> I went to watch The Shining today, and I was just thinking on my way home, like, oh god, it's weird that like. <laughs> Nicholson was in a Sandler movie, and then I think it's weird that Al Pacino then went on to do a Sandler movie as well. It's just a matter of time before every aging golden era actor stars in an Al Pacino. I... No, it's fuck in a yeah Adam Sandler film. Well, how has De Niro not been in one it's at this point? He's too how busy. He not been a... he's, he's like the ideal being person. At war. Being at war with his grandson, <laughs> dirty pappy. No, the war with Grandpa. The war with Grandpa. Oh. The biggest hits of last year. Oh God! <laughs> there um, was a point where it was one of the. I think it was the only movie release for like yeah. months. <laughs> we. I mean, well, I don't know about you. I don't have that much left to say, but I have one thing that is kind of that I feel that we've um, glossed over is 
What the fuck is up with the like fake when Harry met Sally intro and yes. outro? Yes, oh, um... I said this. To, I said this to someone earlier because I was like, "What is going on? <laughs> like, like, what why? Is what's on? the purpose of that?" <laughs> Would this not be better though if it was spread throughout the film? No, it would, it, no it, it, would, it would at least break up like these. Sort oh of, right, like, I see. Non, <laughs> like this film that like genuinely has no flow. At least it would break stuff up. Yeah, I like, guess so. In I the way that like... when Harry met Sally uses it, but like, when Harry yeah, met Sally true. uses it to like cut between time. Not yeah. <laughs> like there's no time that's passed in this movie. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> they don't. It genuinely feels so strange every time they end the scene because they I'm have much no. Rather... I, I would genuinely much rather if, like, instead of those scenes to, like, break it up, we just had, like, a shot up from the toilet <laughs> while Jill has, like, explosive oh. diarrhea that just comes in every, like, 15 minutes just to take your mind off the utter, the other diarrhea that is going on, you know? Good I'd be into that. <laughs> Good fart jokes as well. I, I haven't seen them in a while. Yeah. On a Sandler film, and we get a lot of them, but obviously it's no, accompanied by racism. Surprised there's no angry animal attacks in this movie. Me too. Mm. Well, there's a parrot, and you'd think <laughs> it would attack you'd somebody. Think. But no, no. It's just constantly like it blowing gets, our minds. He's like, it gets he goes attacked against... in a way. It gets attacked by the air conditioner. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um. Yeah, I like. Did you guys stay to the uh, post-credits sequence? No, um, I, I saw God, it coming. I was like, I'm not watching them again. <laughs> like it was, yeah, it was more. Like, uh, there's like all these interviews with twins, and then yeah, point, that's when I tri- turned it off. <laughs> uh, and then there's interviews with triplets, and apparently they're all real twins and triplets. Yeah, so good. But on it's them. fake dialogue, isn't it? I, it must be. It's um, weird. <laughs> Why would you have after- real twins and then give them fake dialogue if you're going to do that? Uh, after oh, after the credits, uh, one of the twins alone does a oh. gag in which he blows out his stomach <laughs> and then mimes getting a pin out and pops it, deflating it to normal size. Oh, yes. that had to go in the movie. No, I did watch that. <laughs> now I now I think about it, I did watch it because I remember being annoyed because after like Puff three. His stomach no longer inflates, but he still keeps going on for like another five. It's extremely annoying. I thought it was going to be something like his twin was like beside him puffing out the stomach, like some that sort of weird good. visual gag. That would have been good, Jack. That would have got nothing to do with the twins. With... It's always just a guy blowing his stomach. Nothing to do out. with anything. <laughs> it's clearly something someone did, and Dennis Dugan was like, "It's in the movie." Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> This film, man. Speaking of Dennis, I, know I Dugan, say that every week. Sorry, um, I was going to say. Speaking of Dennis Dugan, I've um, been doing it. I, I recorded another uh, podcast recently with uh, fellow guest uh, Jen Ives, and oh, <laughs> friend and of the pod, friend of the pod. Yeah, and it was Problem Child, Dennis Dugan's first movie. <laughs> I I rewatched Problem Child not too long ago. And what did you think? <laughs> I hear Problem Child 2 is better. Really? <laughs> um, <Thanks>. Not hard. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't wild on Problem Child. <laughs> but I do like that that rhymed and I didn't intend it to. <laughs> but yeah, he is not a good director. I can't, I'm getting this film he, confused. He, he has a film after Problem Child called Brain Donors that I actually really want to watch. 
which is essentially an homage to uh, the Marx Brothers, okay. starring John Turturro as a Groucho Marx style character, <laughs> and um, and Mel Smith is in it as well. Um, oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'm ki- I'm really curious about it. the joke. The trailer always makes me laugh. Um, I need yeah. It, the tagline is in the tradition of Abbott and Costello, the Free Stooges, and the Reagan administration, uh, which you know. Moles. It means that they're stupid. The Reagans are stupid. Um, yeah. Uh, brain donors. Yeah, I want to watch it. Maybe that's a bonus episode. Sign Could up be. for our Patreon now. I've realised for ages I've had Problem Child confused with Obvious Child. That's a good movie. That is a good, is movie. a good film. <laughs> God damn it. It is a problem um, when you're pregnant, I guess. Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, that's what it is. Did you know that Dennis Dugan, I, I can't remember, we've talked about this before, but had like a, quite a career as like an actor in the uh, 70s. Do you know he's in this? What? I'm not surprised Ooh. he's in this. Who do you think he plays um, in this? I've just seen who he plays in this. <laughs> Josh, uh... if you could picture Dennis Dugan playing anybody, who would it be? <laughs> I can't... Oh, is he the director in the... No. No, that would make sense. <laughs> I genuinely... I don't even know what he looks like. Dennis Dukes. Dennis Dukes. Who would he play? It, it's who not going to help. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Who? Who? He plays um, Pacino's uh, standby. Oh, cool. So is he the guy who comes out <laughs> and is like... Is like... His, is he playing the understudy or is he actually like... Uh, oh, he's other... that guy. Is he the understudy who's like, I can take over? Yeah. Or is he just like, when Pacino wasn't on set, <laughs> he just needed him for eye Fuck. No, he's the guy. He's the guy that got the laugh out of me. Yeah. Um, wow, what an MVP. Like Dugan was in like a like a what was it? He's like in like a Connecticut Yankee in Garfer's Court or something like that. Wow. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, he and he did like a movie where he gets sent into space. He was he did a TV show. He was a star. He was the lead oh, of a TV show in the seventies called Richie Brockelman Private Eye. <laughs> it looks like it lasted for five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but he also crossed over with the Rockford Files as Richie Brockelman. Oh yeah. Oh, he was yeah. The movie, the uh, the movie where he plays the spaceman and the movie where he meets King Arthur are the same movie, and it's called The Spaceman and King Arthur. Oh my god! <laughs> Truly happily Dugan it is. An astronaut and his android double travel back in time to the year, to the time of King Arthur, <sighs> starring yes. Dennis Dugan as Tom Trimble. And I Jim really Dale do think you as... need to do like a spin-off with all of these things. I tell you what, like Ron Moody's in it as Merlin. Wow, what is going on? <laughs> it's a Disney movie. It might be oh on Disney God. Plus. Shit. <laughs> and of course, on the TV. we mentioned on the Grown Ups episode that he was married to the. He used to be married to the woman who played Rob Schneider's wife in Grown Ups. Yeah. Oh. Fuck. Is that what ended it? No, they yes. were over before that. He called up his what? ex-wife and was like, do you want to come be the butt of the joke in this movie? 
Good God. What, uh, a, what a top man. Yeah. I love him. Um, this movie, not great. But not the worst movie we've covered. No. The more I'm going over it, the, the, I'm, I'm, I'll take back that it was the worst movie I've ever seen. But <laughs> but it's pretty bad. It is bad. No, it is no, bad. don't do that, Yanis. This, you're falling down the slippery path that I've gone down, which is like you see so much utter shit throughout this podcast that you, you end up defending... <laughs> crimes <laughs> like just absolute crimes against cinema and you go oh actually it's, it's not terrible and this is how it starts oh no it's still terrible i would still oh, say it's, it's yeah. still one of the worst but i will not, i will take back the worst sorry you remind me of a young me <laughs> me 20 films ago we forgot to say when we mentioned who wrote this movie it is also uh it's got a story by credit to ben mm. zook He's Ben Zook. Ben Zook, the uh, he well, he writes a lot on the uh, Cartoon Network series Where the Bears Are. Right. No, that's not the Cartoon Network series. No, it doesn't look like no, it. No, it's not. From what Sorry. I'm looking at, that's a different <laughs> it doesn't show. look like that. No, that I'm, thinking of, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of We Bear Bears. Right. Um, Where the Bears Are is a different show. It's a very different show. <laughs> A comedy mystery web series that follows the exploits of three gay bear roommates living together in Los Angeles as they attempt to solve the murder of a party guest that turned up dead in their bathtub. Ben Zook also stars in it. Yeah. Do we think this is done tastefully? What, the show? Yeah. No. Where the bears are? Yeah. Um... Running from 2012 to 2018. Yes. I think it probably is. He also uh, wrote the story for um, the Nia Vardalos, uh John Corbett reunion, I Hate Valentine's Day. And cool. something called Can't Stop Dancing. No idea what it is. Stars Ben Zook. And is directed by Ben Zook. A man of many the talents. The Thin Pink Line. The Thin Pink Line is one of those films that has a wild cast. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Margaret Cho, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> what? They're like starting on David Margaret. Cross. <laughs> Others? Yeah. yeah, it's like one of these things where like just a lot of like good comedy people Will got together Ferrell? and made like this. It's a mockumentary movie. It's like... Jesus, okay. Phil Lamar? <laughs> David, Schwimmer, David Schwimmer's on it. The Schwim. Mike Myers. Oh, yeah. I haven't got... Yeah, Mike Myers. David Schwimmer. I haven't... Molly Shannon. Janine Garofalo. I've never heard of this movie. Yeah, yeah but there's probably... Ben Zook! <laughs> <laughs> the Ben Zook! <laughs> Benjamin Zook. The guy who came up with the story of Jack and Jill. What, <laughs> what is it to come up with the story of Jack and Jill? Because there what is if no twin, story. twin, but weird? What if twin... Uh, but celebrity like twin. Wow. <laughs> Maura Tierney's in the Fin Pink Line? Yeah. I'd, I'd react to that if I knew who that was. She's on news radio, bro. With Joe Rogan. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I don't think we got, we have much more to say on Jack and Jill. No, I really don't. Um, shall, I, shall I quickly make my way through the awards? 
Yeah, go on. Because I know. Oh, sorry, I, know... I spoiled it earlier. Well, no, because we we tend not to talk about the Razzies because, like, well, I mean, like, we bring them up for this because, yeah, the fact that it's swept. Though I did notice it was nominated for worst supporting actor for Nick Swardson, who didn't win because uh, it was won by worst. Um... <laughs> yeah, he he didn't win for that because worst supporting actor went to Al Pacino. It was also nominated for worst supporting actress. For Katie Holmes, didn't win because because uh, worst winning actress went to David Spade as Monica in this movie. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so un- unsurprisingly, there's not a lot of positive awards for this. What? But um, I'll, I'll mention that later. It it wins like well, it's nominated for Hall of Shame at the Alliance of Women and Film of Women of Film Journalists. Uh, it wins the Golden Schmo Award for Worst Movie of the Year. It's What's a no- the Golden Schmo? It's a Golden Schmo, bro. I see. Uh, it wins the Internet Film Critics Society for Worst Film of the Year. Wins the Houston Film Critics Society. No, it's nominated for oh. Worst Film at the Houston mm. Film Critics Society. Can't win them all. <laughs> Give us- I'm curious what it was up against. Probably one of the five that was in the uh, charts with that week. <laughs> J. Edgar sweeps. <laughs> um, the winner was Your Highness at the Houston Film Critics Award. That oh. was a bad movie. Yeah. It was also nominated against Red Riding Hood, The Sitter, The Smurfs, and The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1. Mm. It's good, yeah. Um... But of of course it wins uh, at um, at the ASCAP Film and Television Music Awards the as they always Punk do Awards. because uh, that mu- that it, it wins uh, for Rupert Gregson Williams score. What a hero! Every week MVP. <laughs> what? <laughs> Every film ever seems to win the ASCAP Film and Television <laughs> Awards. <laughs> Has it got music in it? You've done it, buddy. You've won. I I couldn't tell you any music in this movie. There was music. (laughs) Same. I don't remember anything. I don't even remember any, like, needle drops. I don't think there were any. Uh, Mm. It was like, should have had something by, like, Twisted Sister. Journey. Some shit. Sorry, I've just looked at why um, Jack and Jill didn't win the Hall of Shame award at the, uh, um, at the... Alliance of <laughs> Women Film Journalists Awards. Mm. Hall of Shame. The nominees were Jack and Jill for its production and cast. Mm. I Melt With You for its production and cast. A film we mentioned last week that I genuinely don't know if that film exists. So, oh, that one that actually sounded quite good. <laughs> some the cast. <laughs> something Borrowed for its production and cast. And Sucker Punch for its production and cast. But the winner... And I quite like that they did this. The winner is the Hollywood Reporter for failing to invite any women to join the director's roundtable. Wow. <laughs> that was pretty Nicely good. Nicely done. Yeah. Nicely done. That's worse than Jack and Jill. Um, <laughs> yeah. But of course, this film's highest accolade. The highest accolade is it wins at the Kids' Choice Awards. <gasps> For favorite movie actor, what? Oh my god! But who for? Who for? For Adam Sandler. Yes. For playing Jack and Jill. The big boy. Narrowly beating out 
Daniel Radcliffe for Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. For his final <laughs> film, final Harry Potter. Jim Carrey for Mr. Popper's Penguins. Oh, okay. R.I.P. Popper Penguin. <laughs> and Johnny Depp for Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Wow. That is that is an upset. <laughs> Fucking hell. I just like that, you know, kids, like, they've got four films to pick from. <laughs> and one of them has to be Jack and Jill. <laughs> and it wins. It wins. The kids love Samba. Yeah. He's got a blimp award sitting at his place. Jesus Christ. This was also nominated at the Women Film Critics Circle Awards for Worst Female Images in a Movie. I'm curious... Again, what it what, what it lost to? What are you talking about? <laughs> Can I just say that Puss in Boots also won favorite animated movie that year? So, oh no, oh god, they know nothing, do they, <laughs> kids? Well, I mean, what? So it's twenty eleven. So like the 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 competition is Rango. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not even Rango. Oh. Cars two. Cars two. It's good. There's another sequel. Uh, Kung Fu Panda 2 Kung Fu Panda 2, yeah And Rio I would have gone for Kung Fu Panda 2 But I don't like that that much (laughs) I guess They're all perfectly average movies Except for Cars 2 (laughs) (laughs) Which is very much above average Uh, Worst female female images in a movie Nominees were Jack and Jill My Week with Marilyn Young Adult Uh, and the winner is Melancholia. Oh. Wow. Lars von Trier. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I do like him, though. <laughs> I mean, despite him being, uh, like, the absolute worst. Don't, it goes, I like it, that movie. Gives, gives, <laughs> it gives the help the Women's Work Awards, so, you know. Mm. <laughs> okay. Mm, okay. Okay. I'm not going to listen to that then. <laughs> um, okay, so those those are the awards. Brilliant. Do we have MVPs and LVPs? I mean, yeah. <laughs> go on, Giannis, you start. Go? Give give us your MVP. MVP has to be Pacino. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you're not even sold on it. Like, <laughs> well, it's, the thing, yeah, he is. He is the he's MVP. The, like, he's the only half decent person in this movie and he's the only one that made me laugh so there's that (laughs) Uh, (laughs) if we're really picking something like he made me laugh and (laughs) there's nothing else to go off of this yeah there's no purer reason like yeah that's yeah good choice and he gave it his all that's all I can say um and then... uh, no, we don't know. We'll, we'll get to your LVP. Oh, okay. <laughs> Josh, do you have an MVP yet? I have one. Um, Should I go? Yeah, you go. Uh, my MVP is uh, this film's uh, startling dedication to uh, bullying atheists. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> I forgot about that! Something that I don't think I've ever seen in any other movie. And the yet, anger of it as well. Like, this movie has a moment in which Jill and John McEnroe yell at Nick Swanson for being an atheist. I didn't even know that John, that old Johnny Mac was religious. I'm not sure he is. I, I couldn't tell if it was be just trying to make a joke out of atheism or if 
Adam Sandler is angrily against it. But I'll say this. I've never seen like like anti-atheist material in a movie before. And I guess yeah. if you're going to be like like the inappropriate comedy movie, if you're going to be an equal opportunity offender, you got to let the atheists have it. Well, we know that Sandler is never going to work with Ricky Gervais then. That's what we're I would I'd never want to see that. Oh, ever. I don't want to see that. Again. What if what if what if Ricky Gervais had the line of Of course you can, you're my best friend. Then I'd love it, Jack. I'd laugh. I'd laugh all day long. Terrible. Josh, do you have an MVP? Yeah, I mean well, no, I don't. This is a cop out. I've only got a cop out, but it's it's one that's come up before. (laughs) Fuck you, Josh. Huh? Fuck you. It, what do you mean? Peter Dante does not save this movie. No, it's not <laughs> Peter Dante. <laughs> I wish it was. I wish Dante had get, been given a bigger shot for this film. And no, it, nothing can save this film. I mean, Al Pacino, great, but like, it's just sandwiched with shit. So the only saving grace of this film is the runtime. So it's 90 minutes. It's 90, 91 minutes. Josh, if that, you dare, if you dare do what you've done before and pick the same MVP and LVP. No, I'm if not doing dare, that. Don't worry. Don't if worry. you dare. <laughs> no, I have a very clear LVP. Because I have no interest in such laziness. It's not. But yeah, for that, it's going to Tim Costain, the editor of this film. For thankfully... I mean, Jack, Tom, Tom you subjected... Costain. What did I say? Tim. Oh. Timothy Costain. Stop editing his name. <laughs> uh, yeah, who did a fantastic job of cutting this down to the bit, like losing out the parrot story. I mean, Jack, you've gone back and you've watched some of the deleted scenes, so you yeah, can let me know. I if watched they were two of worth. them. <laughs> and then turned off. Guess who's in one of them? Jill. Jackie Sandler. Oh no! We Jackie Sandler Jackie. ends up on the cutting room floor. She's, she Shit. plays the woman who helps deliver Jack and Jill in a scene in which we get to see them be buffed. Wow. Jack comes first, Jill comes after, and has the moderately funny line of, uh, it's a girl, and she seems to be annoying her brother. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and, uh, but then also goes into, she shoves her whole fist and foot into his bum after that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was about to ask why you hate Jackie Sander so much and and then you said that. <laughs> yeah. Well no, my 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 uh my theory is that if Jackie Sandler isn't in it, it's usually a better movie. Oh and she's and yeah, you true. think she's not in this movie, but she is. She's around. <laughs> she's, she's there. there. I've just looked there, at all the movies the that she's been in. And you're not wrong. Yeah, she's man. she's all, it's even like she's in ones that Adam Sandler isn't in. And, and they're quite bad. They're always the worst. Ones. Although she's in Big Daddy, which I do like. It's not a Happy Madison movie. She no. Sandler oh. has no Sandler has no production control over that. Okay. I imagine I imagine Jackie Sandler's like the Lady Macbeth to Sandler. <laughs> she's she's like she's that. like put me in this one, and you're we're gonna you're gonna be a star. you're gonna do this one. You're gonna do you're gonna do Bucky Larson born to be a star, and I'm gonna be in it. <laughs> she's she's in real it. Rob and Kevin can wait. <laughs> 
as well. Oh, oh fuck. God. <laughs> but is she, is, she a, is she in Rob? No. No. Oh, no, sad. With an exclamation point. Um, I think, actually looking, I've just, I've realised that I've never actually looked up Tom Costane. And I think he has been the MVP of a few when I've said that I love the editing, because he edited Grandma's Boy, he edited Strange Wilderness. He edits um, the real shit, doesn't he? Yeah. Just, I don't know oh, if I'd, I'd say he's an MVP of like Strange Wilderness, because a lot of that movie should just end up on the cutting floor. Yeah, very true. But yeah, I'm, I'm sad. So Tom Costain, film editor. Thank you. I also should have put Dean Cundy in there as an MVP just for his revolutionary work on, <laughs> on putting two one person playing two people on screen. Yannis, who is your LVP? I didn't realize we were going like. <laughs> oh, we can go just... completely mad. Yeah, go however you want. Uh, well, the LVP's got to be the racism. That's that's straight off. Oh, shit. <laughs> you fuck. Is that what you were going to do? mine's not going to be that, and now I'm going to be seen to... <laughs> oh, Josh loves racism. racism. Josh loves <laughs> racism. Why would you not pick it? <laughs> God damn it. Um, it's his favourite thing. What what, what what is it specifically you hated about the racism? Yes. Uh, that it existed in this movie, that it was yeah, so prevalent enough. throughout the whole thing, and that it was made yes, to yes. be funny, and it's not yes. funny whatsoever. Nothing they do is funny with it. Um, it's never clever. Uh, it's never ironic. It's never like not that ironic racism good, but uh, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, you know the, the only problem is choice. like like it's just it's not as racist as some of the movies we've covered, and That's like that true. is the the whole Wait, reason why. I mean, most of the ones where Rob Schneider plays a man oh, yeah. of Asian descent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I now pronounce Chuck and Larry is pretty bad for Oh, him. that is a bad one, yeah. <laughs> it's a real bad one. That's in case, in case one. you don't think we're being homophobic enough, here's some racism for you. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, my LVP is uh, everyone sat around that table at the end of the movie. Um, uh, including David Spade in uh, as Monica, yeah. Um, just uh, showing up and prolonging this movie, and adding <laughs> a, a another choice. sort of like plot all of a sudden that the people are being <laughs> these old high school bullies suddenly so come yeah. into the movie in the last five minutes, and you're like, no, I don't need extra characters <laughs> now. Backstory now. And suddenly, like David Spade is fighting Katie Holmes. I'm like, get off Katie Holmes. She doesn't need to be here. <laughs> like, um... God, that's so true. So yeah, like, yeah, everyone... family don't need to show up in that scene. Everyone in that whole final scene. Um, yeah. Also, I, I don't know why Kristen Davis is credited as being in this movie on Wikipedia, but I can't find any evidence that she actually is in this movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was trying to work out because yeah, on that on that final table scene, you know, you've got it's Jonathan Loughran, right? And it's David Spade, yeah, and it's Pete Dante, and it's Dante. But then there's a there's a fourth guy <laughs> who I've never seen before, and I was really trying to work out who the fuck he was, and I've just looked him up. He's Adam Sandler's assistant. What's his name? Uh, J D Donnarumma. 
Nice. That's a great name. It is a great name. I was hoping it? it was going to be the Goose, Nicholas Goose. The goose. Oh, that'd be good. Um, he's in. Yeah, he's in Jack and Joe. He's credited as Tracy's boyfriend. He was also in Bucky Larson as the sound guy. Mate, this is just you're just saying words now. Have I told you that any time yeah. we talk about Nicholas Goose, I just picture he's cousin Greg from Succession? Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I don't know why. It's the Nicholas. I can see that. <laughs> it's the Nicholas. It's the Nicholas. It's Nick Braun. Um, Josh, who is your LVP? <sighs> he's a returning fave. It's Alan Covert. <laughs> oh, Josh loves racism. <laughs> no, pause. Let me let me explain. I, I know what you're going to do. I know what you're saying. <laughs> Alan Covert is 100% the architect of the racism. Like, I just... Is I Alan Covert's Twitter still down? Oh, I think so. <laughs> I haven't checked. I'll go check. But, you carry but, on. Yeah, because based on the kind of thing... Like, I think Adam Sandler said that line that I pointed out earlier, the whole, like, I can say it, but you can't say it. And I think that Alan Covert took that as a threat to his form of comedy and went, well, you know what? I'm going to write this entire character who is just going to be insanely racist, but it's going to be it's going to be a nice portrayal because at the end, Jill fucks him. And that's going to be the whole thing. And it's terrible. And also, yeah, totally right. Of course he got the script and was like, do you know what this could use? More me. So he'll put himself in a scene. Therefore, wrote, in, wrote in one of his old favourite characters. Yeah, one of his old faves. Therefore, so I'm trying to fuse both of your LVPs because he, I think he's responsible for the racism. And he also yeah. helped prolong the film mm. by adding in his fucking terrible character. So yeah. Isn't it great you, that that buddy. character just lives in the woods? For the rest it's of the movie, great. it's great. It's really good stuff. Oh, I it's love hilarious. It. A homeless man lives in the woods. Yeah, I I forgot about the thing where when Jill gets upset, she goes and runs into the woods and screams, which they immediately drop. I just <laughs> yeah, which they just drop. <laughs> Should say that Alan Covert's Twitter is still down, though there is like a version of it that's not verified. And what do you mean it's down? Tweets. Well, he was he got into like a quite like a heated argument with another comedian. In the um, free marketplace of ideas, and uh, then suddenly his Twitter account was no more. Because <laughs> um, it was that Alan Cover, and Alan is spelt with two L's, like his name, and the one yeah. that's up now is spelt with one L. Oh. So, um, uh, yeah. yeah, he he seems to have withdrawn from public life because he is a racist piece of shit. Yeah, good um, fucking riddance. Uh, <laughs> Although he's well, currently posting to Instagram. Oh, good for him. Ooh. He can be visually offensive. Uh, oh, lots of pictures God. of kids. Oh, no. I'm assuming that his kids. <laughs> oh. Wait, well, there's no way to tell. <laughs> um, Yannis, thank you so much for joining us to talk you about Jack me. and Jill. Yeah, man, that was amazing. <laughs> and thank you for putting yourself through that ordeal. Oh, thank you for having me. And I don't wish it on anyone. Having me watch. Well, I don't regret choosing this, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me on to talk about it. I would never uh, have watched it otherwise. Is what? What can you plug? What is there to plug? Um, well, you can follow me on Twitter at. 
Lyco was spelt with a Y, <laughs> not Y as in Y. <laughs> um, and then I have my own podcast, uh, Everyone's a Critic, which looks at uh, movies that were rated badly by critics and are beloved by fans. It's and, a really good ooh. podcast. I really Thank you. enjoy it. <laughs> Uh, so you, you can get, get that out on great... all Spotify and Apple and whatever. It's all everywhere. He gets great guests and is also very good himself. So thank you. There you go. <laughs> um, that, what is what? Can you do just quickly? What is the best film you've watched for your podcast and the worst? So the best one, um, it's probably Wet Hot American Summer because I like genuinely oh, love that movie. Fuck. I love that <laughs> movie, great, and I think it's fun. really underrated. It's really um, funny, and that I love the first series of the TV version they did as well. It wasn't yeah, so the second so one. Good. It's just so funny. Um, and then the worst one. Um, and is it worse than this? <laughs> the Last Airbender. It was just, it was just trash. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one. It's... Who was on? The, who was on rallying for it? Abby Govindam, but she was doing it ironically. Okay, <laughs> I love it. that can't count. I know. I was like, I can't. I was like, fine, because you are very funny. I will. You're allowed to do this, but you really be doing this. I like it. I'll tell you one that changed my mind as well, actually, which was Batman and Robin. I initially thought I was going to hate it. Fuck, nice. it's a great film. I it don't fun. like Batman and Robin. It was really I fun. do like I do like Batman Forever. Batman Forever is hands down my favorite Batman film. Really? Oh, that's it's insanity. so much fun. It's it's so fun, much fun, but I wouldn't put it as my favorite. <laughs> like, oh, would you incredible. would you say it's better than like 1966 Batman movie? Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't really get on with that. Oh, I love that. In case you can't see my box setup, I know I can see it. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I can see it there. Oh. Probably like subliminally what I thought was thinking that. <laughs> just like, what about the sixties one? No, it's just so good. I love neon. Schumacher. All right. Like, oh no, it's boiling acid. It's just incredible. Yeah, it's, uh, I always thought that was Wayne Knight. It's not Wayne Knight. <laughs> Two. <laughs> um. Fantastic. Well, yeah, everybody, please listen to Yanis' podcast. It's really good. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, thanks so much for having me. No, you're welcome yeah, back. Thank this, you. And this, <laughs> when we when we start doing uh, Truly Happily Polly Shaw or Truly Happily <laughs> oh, no. Ernest. Um, Truly Happily no. Ernest, I would definitely come on. <laughs> not Polly Shaw? <laughs> I am, I'm not sure what I'd pick even. Um, <laughs> You're not sure? Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. what I'd pick. Um, uh, but if you, do, if you ever do Ernest, I want to claim the Christmas one outright. <laughs> it's yours, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> to the first bidder. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, look forward to that this Christmas. <laughs> um, uh, Jack, where can people find you? People can find me at JFG and Digital 3D across the internet on Twitter, Friendster, MyFace, <laughs> Book Book Project, um, and Letterboxd. Um, uh, <laughs> Josh, where can people find you? Oh, me. Um, they can find me at P-A-P-S-B-Y. That's at P-A-P-S-B-Y. That's at Papsby. It rhymes with... Critters free. With... Huh? Critters free. No, it rhymes with... Growing pains. 
Right. You can find me at P-A-P-S-B-Y. You can find me at P-A-P-S-B-Y. That's at Papsby. It rhymes with Blood Diamond. You've done that. Um, have I? No! <laughs> it rhymes with What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I'm not sure if you've done that one. Okay, cool. You probably and, have. Uh, yeah. If you want to follow the podcast... If you really uh, want to follow the podcast. If you really want to... If you really... Yeah. <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at TrueHatMad. Uh, feel free to send us an email at TrueHatMad at gmail.com telling us how much you love us or giving us media requests, asking asking for us to plug things. And then asking for us to pay to... <laughs> pay to plug them. As happened the other day. I really wanted... Oh, I got, no, no, don't I got say that the, one. Don't say the name, Josh. I can't <laughs> send that one gonna... on Instagram. Yeah, yeah bleep it. Do, yeah. Bleep it, you fuck. Yeah, we can't, we can't say it because then we have to pay them. Okay. <laughs> All right. I enjoy hairy balls. Take that, advertising. Um, and... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, there's one. Oh, yeah. Um, if you've enjoyed the podcast, which I hope you have, please leave us a rating and a review wherever you can. Uh, five stars is nice. We appreciate it. Six stars uh, is even better. Six stars is even better. Seven. Fuck it out. <laughs> Eight's too far. Yeah, too much. We're not that good. No, absolutely not. But yeah, I uh, love and appreciate all of you out P- there. Please come back next week where you can listen to me and Josh chatting. That's my boy. That's my boy. That's my boy. Another wait. one that I defend. Will I still defend it next week? Who knows? <laughs> and of course, we are. I should implore that we are talking about That's My Boy, the Adam Sandler, Andy Samberg movie, not the 1981 film That's My Boy, starring, uh, starring Molly Sugden and Christopher Blake, and not the 1951 That's My Boy, starring Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Oh, It's very important. <laughs> maybe we should just do that. <laughs> no, I don't. No. <laughs> I don't just, even know what it is. I was joking. <laughs> just, 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 uh, just, you know, it looks good. It's directed by Hal Walker. That's a name. Yep. <laughs> uh, and as always... Oh, horseshit! That's not very good. I can't really do a Jill. I don't have a Jill in there. Ah, horseshit! <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.